listening to episode 5 of the Freelance Podcast, a podcast for those looking to make the jump into or just getting started with full-time freelancing. Welcome freelancers to episode 5 of the Freelance Podcast, very excited and thankful to have you guys here coming off a holiday week that for me was fairly busy. Uh, My daughter's birthday is the 21st, which is usually right before Thanksgiving. My mom came out to celebrate her birthday, so I've had a busy past couple weeks, and especially around the holidays. Usually work starts to die down a little bit, but I'm, I guess, fortunate that my work is still going pretty strong. So it was, you know, somewhat of a struggle to deal with all the things going on with birthday planning, family in town, and then Thanksgiving and all that stuff, and still getting work done. Uh, I think I managed to get through it, or I'm still on the the tail end, but uh, but always fun trying to prioritize work when, of course, there are other things going on. So before we get into the topic for today's show, which happens to be finding a niche, I wanted to give you guys outside of an update on just how crazy things have been. As this year comes to an end, we all typically look for something that we can do to improve ourselves as we look onto the new year and set our new goals and everything like that. Um, And I think that this is just coincidence for me in terms of timing. But one thing that I've really been struggling with for the past year as a full-time freelancer is keeping everything organized and really having control over my email, over my task list, over the different apps that I use in order to talk with other freelancers that I do work for. And I've I've decided recently that I'm going headfirst, all in, into the whole getting things done um, philosophy. So for those of you that don't know, you're probably familiar with the term getting things done, but it's actually a way of doing things, a way of processing tasks and it's by uh, pretty much came up with a, a guy named David Allen, and he wrote a book on it. And uh, so it starts there. I'm just getting started with the idea. I've got this whole new fancy uh, productivity app. I'm using OmniFocus to get started. I just started reading the book, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure to let you guys know how that is going for me. I've always searched for a comprehensive way for me to stay on track and get things done and deal with procrastination and making sure I don't miss deadlines or things don't fall through the cracks. And I'm really giving everything I have to testing out getting things done in the hopes that this is what's going to work for me. It certainly is a tried and true method that has worked and benefited a lot of different people. So I'm looking forward uh to hopefully getting control over everything that goes on in our daily lives, especially when you are a freelancer. And for those freelancers that work at home, you know the challenges, especially if you have a family that come along with working from home and having home here and everything just can get crazy sometimes. So I'll make sure to keep you guys updated on that if that's something that you are interested in. And typically I bring this up in the outro of the show, and I'm sure that it will probably be there again too, but I really want to encourage you guys to 
ask questions. The whole point of this podcast is for me to give, you know, what information or advice I have to you in hopes that it will help you as a freelancer, especially one looking to make the jump from side freelancing after your job into a full-time freelancer. So, We want to hear your questions. I want to hear your questions. I want to answer your questions, whether that be via email, whatever. You can go to www.thefreelancepodcast.com and you can click the little email icon and send us a little email with your question. That would be sweet. Or you can email me directly, rj at rjmccollum.com. Shoot me an email. Happy to talk with you. Struggles you're going through, tips, whatever. I am here to help, so please reach out. Today's episode is talking about finding a niche. And I think it's something that is often overlooked as freelancers. We usually get, you know, straight to the point of, okay, let's get our, let's get a project. Let's get a project. Let's do this. But uh, hopefully this will give you some ideas and insights and some benefits and ways to define and work within a niche. As always, before we get into the episode today, I'm very excited because we have a new sponsor today, and that is Azendo. Azendo is a task management app that essentially is teamwork simplified. It's an app that I've been using for a few months to work with other freelancers and keep all our projects in check. They have a free plan, which gives you a workspace and unlimited invitations, subjects, tasks, email tasks, different backgrounds to customize it, integrations. You can import tasks from Evernote, and they recently released a premium plan, which is only $7 a month, but it gives you unlimited workspaces, unlimited email to tasks, more backgrounds, unlimited integrations, Evernote import and sync, calendar sync, unlimited storage, direct upload, task export to Evernote, and the feature list goes on and on and on and on. It's a great service. I highly recommend it, and they've been kind enough to sponsor the show this week, and as them sponsoring the show, they are giving you a one-month free access to their new Azendo premium plan. So we will have a link in the show notes for you to get that free month, and I definitely recommend that you try them out. You can find them at azindu.com, that's D-O-O at the end.com, and make sure to check the show notes for a link. When you first start off freelancing, it is basically a mad dash to get whatever client you can get. Anybody willing to pay you money, you are going after that. That is your target audience. Well, today we're going to talk about niches or niche niche if you're fancy. But today we're going to talk about niches or finding your niche specifically. Now, I remember when I first started freelancing, again, I was looking for anybody that would pay me money. So my niche, my target audience was anybody that wanted to pay me money. That is obviously not a good niche. It's not focused. It didn't help me define who I was looking for. It didn't help me with my marketing. What it did is it did the opposite. And of course, it's easy to look back now in hindsight and say, oh, well, I should have done this. But hopefully my experience will help you or course correct you with wherever you're at right now. But really my quest for anybody that would pay me money 
hurt me in the sense that I was just, it was spread too thin. I was too broad in who I was looking for. And I wasn't focused. Because I wasn't focused, that hurt my message. That hurt my marketing. That hurt who I was trying to get. Because I wasn't speaking to anybody particularly. I was trying to target the best of every possible client. And that doesn't speak to really anybody. So that's why today we're talking about what is a niche? What are the benefits of working within a niche? And how do you define your niche? So let's start with the basics. What is a niche? Well, the dictionary defines it as an ornamental recess in a wall or the like, usually semicircular in plan and arched as for a statue or other decorative objects. And you know what? That's exactly what I wanted to talk to you guys about today was statues. Okay, obviously, that is not what a niche is. But the dictionary also goes on to define it as a distinct segment of a market. So if you strip away and you remove all the corporate mumbo-jumbo from a distinct segment of a market, all that really means to you as a freelancer is you're just going after clients from the same industry or with the same objective. Now, especially if you are still at the beginning of your journey as a freelancer, it's really easy to look at the idea of a niche or specializing in one particular type of service as backwards. You can say, hey, well, I'm limiting my potential clients. Why would I not focus on everybody when I, that brings me more money than focus on one little niche where only those people bring me money? But like I said earlier, that actually ended up hurting me. And it hurt me because of focus. I wasn't focused on the particular people that I was truly trying to help. So I spread myself too thin in trying to come up with the perfect marketing message that just hit the right chord in everybody's cerebellum to where they said, hey, I need to hire this person. I need to give them my money. I'm not the first person to say this, but I can say from experience that trust me, becoming an expert in a niche opens up much more work for you than trying to get any project that is available. It's really that simple. I know it can be difficult to take people's word for something when you are struggling just to pay your rent next month. Trust me, you're not limiting yourself. Focus, focus, focus. If I'm sitting here telling you that you will not be limiting yourself and that there are benefits, what are those benefits? Well, the good news is I prepped for this episode and I got a number of benefits to go over with you. The first one is specializing in something means that you can position yourself as an expert within your niche. Now, what does that mean, position yourself as an expert? Well, as you start to work with a similar type of client or within your niche, you get more knowledge about that niche. Just like when you look at some of the great guitar players or drummers or bass players of bands that you look up to. They are great because they've been doing it for probably a long time, most of them their whole lives. They've become an expert at playing their instrument. As you work within your niche, you become an expert within that niche because of your experience. And becoming an expert in your niche with that experience opens up more projects because at the end of the day, people like to work with other people who have experience with what their project calls for. If I've built websites for baseball teams and I've 
built, let's just say 10 websites for baseball teams. If I'm bidding against somebody who has never built a website for a baseball team, there is something to be said that the person looking to hire me or this other web designer, I am going to get some points because I have done this and I can say, hey, here's these 10 other sites that I've built. And I can also probably say, you know what, you guys are probably going to be looking for this, this, and this feature, and this is something that I've done before. And I bring my experience to the table and show that I am knowledgeable about building baseball websites. Experience alone doesn't just get you the job, but it certainly positions myself as more of an expert than the person I'm competing against. So specializing in a niche means that you are positioning yourself as an expert. The next benefit of working in a niche is referrals. Did you perk up a little bit there? Referrals, typically referrals mean money. We have our own skill that we put out there as freelancers that we offer for money. But we all struggle, well I won't say we all, most of us struggle with the whole sales and marketing side of things. So what if you could take your existing and past clients and turn them into salesmen for you? What if they were talking to other people in their industry, whether they meet them at networking events or they meet them just within their business, different parts of their business? What if they were putting your name out there when you're sitting back doing whatever it is that you're doing and sending new clients your way? Wouldn't that be fantastic? Of course it would. Referrals can come more consistently when you're working within a niche because people within a particular industry or service are talking to each other. Now, along with furls, a niche just mean a niche makes managing your freelance business easier. And I think this is something that we're all after is looking to make things easier and more simple. Now, the way that it makes things easier is that if you're working for a particular niche, you're not trying to cover all your bases out there when it comes to marketing and clients and stuff like that. You get to hone in your message based on what your niche needs. So everything you decide to do, whether it be from the copy on your website, your website design, colors you choose, anything can be bounced off of the question of, does this fit in my niche? You're not going to Say, we make the best football websites if you are in the niche of baseball websites. You get to give a targeted message. Now, that brings things like SEO benefits so people can find you more, and the list goes on and on, and it just makes things easier. You don't have to worry about these super competitive terms that people may be searching for because you specialize in your particular niche. Now, this last benefit we're going to talk about is really kind of a culmination of all the other benefits. You just, you get a better understanding of your clients that you're going after by focusing on a specific niche. And there's a lot of benefit to that because in talking with people, it becomes easier because you guys understand each other, what the other person does and what they're looking for. It makes conversations a lot more natural and not salesy in the sense that you're trying to hit all these buzzwords to sell them a website or or whatever service you provide. It just makes things easier because you get comfortable in what you know. We're all comfortable in what we do on a regular basis. And working in a niche means that you will be doing your work on a regular basis in that particular niche. And it just makes things easier. 
let's switch sides now and go to the other side of it. So we've defined what a niche is. We've talked about the benefits of a niche. Let's talk about defining your niche, especially if you are a freelancer that is just getting started or you moonlight on the side and you're looking to up your game so you can make the transition into full-time freelancing. The question that is in your head is probably, how do I define a niche when I'm not an expert or don't deal with similar clients? Or it could possibly be, okay, I hear what you're saying, specialize, get in a niche, but I'm looking for anything that pays the bills right now because I have to pay the bills. How do I start to transition? I wish I could sit here and say that finding a niche, working within that niche, is easy and it provides instant results. It's not. It does take some work to get there. We're going to talk about a couple things that may help in defining your niche to get you started. But again, trust me. When you work in the niche and you start to get more recursive work that comes through because you are in this niche, it is certainly going to be worth it. I would say that starting or defining your niche is probably going to be one of the hardest things, and it's something that's super easy to overthink. So let's start from a very simple level. You can find a niche by simply taking a minor thing or passion you have and deciding that is where you want to work. It could be that simple. You may really enjoy a particular style of music. That could be your niche. You may enjoy giving back to others. Working for nonprofits could be your niche. Hey, you may be like me, and you may really like beer. Well, there's a ton of independent breweries popping up nowadays. That could be your niche, servicing the microbrews around the country or even around the world. It could really start with something as simple as, what are you into? What are you passionate about? What do you like to spend your time on? Now, there's always the old saying of follow your passion, right? And while following your passion is certainly a something to think about and making sure that when you, especially when you go full-time freelancing, that it doesn't just feel like another job and that you actually enjoy what you're doing, it can be a good place to find where your niche is. Of course, passion is not enough. You have to work your butt off to be successful, but passion can be a good place to start when finding your niche. As I started to get closer to my transition from moonlighting on the side as a freelancer and getting ready to make the jump into full-time freelancing, I my niche kind of made itself apparent to me. Uh, And there was kind of an aha moment when I realized, hey, I like working for these types of people more than I like working for these types of people. What had happened is I was starting to work more and more with agencies to where the agencies would outsource their work to me. It was a lot easier because I got to focus on what I actually liked doing, which is developing websites. They got to focus on the client project management and all that stuff. And it started to click. I Hey, I, I really like this process. Agency A brings me these clients. I do my work. I get paid for it. I don't have to worry about client management, the sales process, or anything like that. What happened when I started to recognize that that is what I enjoy doing, I, I realized, hey, this, is, this could be my niche. This is where I could focus and service these types of people agencies. It's a win-win because the agency may not have enough money coming in to hire a full-time developer, but they can work with somebody consistently that they trust as opposed to just getting one-off jobs done. I don't have to worry about the sales process or project management or dealing with upset clients or anything like that. I get to do what, what it is that I'm passionate about, and that's developing websites. 
So in working to define your niche, if you have been freelancing for a little bit, even if it's just you've done five projects, look back over those five projects and see if there's any reoccurring themes there. If there are and they and you like them, maybe that is the direction you could move in finding your niche. It doesn't have to be some crazy thought-out process. Just start simple and basic with what you like to do. What are you passionate about? What keeps you interested? There's also no harm in making changes. When you settle on a particular niche, there's nothing written down. There's no law that says, great, you're in this for the rest of your life. Because what you need to realize is that as we grow older, as we mature, as we try new things, our interests and our passions change. And as a result, as a freelancer, the person directing your business, that is going to cause you to potentially want to make some changes, whether that's the clients you're focusing on or the way you do business. So you have to know that at some point, you're going to make a change in terms of what your niche is. When I gave my notice to my full-time job, I spent a lot of time trying to decide on my niche and who I was going to focus on. And I bounced back and forth between probably five different ideas. Now, I eventually settled on one. And at this point, a year into full-time freelancing, at the beginning of the year, again, I kind of tried a few different things and a few different niches. But a year in, I can say that I'm a lot more focused on the agencies that I work with and trying to get more work generated from them than I am trying to get my own clients. As I focus more on my niche, it's allowed me more time and made things a little more simple when it comes to managing my business. Again, another benefit that we talked about earlier in the show. So once you have defined your niche, or maybe you have a couple ideas for a niche that you could pursue, I want to challenge you to take an exercise or, or perform an exercise. And this is something that I got from John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire, which is a daily podcast that he does. I went to one of his, you know, getting started in podcast webinars, which he does pretty frequently. But one of those things that he said, and of course, I was doing this in preparation for this podcast. One of the things he says is you need to define your avatar. And of course, me, my limited vocabulary was, well, what do you mean? It's a picture of me. I'm my avatar. Well, that's not the avatar that he was talking about. Defining your avatar means that you are defining in great detail the exact person you want to target or work with. So you're defining your exact client. And again, it is in great detail. The more detail you can put into your avatar and defining your avatar, the more clear you are going to be on the type of person you are going after, which of course that makes marketing and um, and many other things a lot easier. Once you know the person you're looking to help with your services, it sure makes it a lot easier to take the steps to reach them. So sit down and take five or 10 minutes and define your avatar. Write it down even. Being able to get those thoughts on paper out of your brain or type it out however you prefer is going to make it a lot clearer who you're going after. I've heard over and over that you should specialize and work in a niche. While this isn't blanket advice that works for 100% of the people, it is something that when I sat down and I decided to do it, it works. 
one of the reasons I started this podcast was because the other podcasts that I was listening to offered advice, something similar to finding a niche, but it was something that seemed elusive to me, something that seemed, well, based on where I'm at, that doesn't make sense because I got to pay the bills. I completely understand where you're at. You may be working a couple hours after your day job or whatever your job is, part-time, full-time, and right now you're just trying to pay the bills. You're trying to get that experience under your belt while being able to not have to you know, downgrade into a one-bedroom apartment. Maybe you're already there. It, it doesn't matter. There's a lot of things going on that sitting down and defining your niche is probably not top priority. I'm not saying stop everything you're doing, shift your entire course, and define your niche and only go after that niche. You need to do this. You need to start to work on figuring out who do you want to work with, define your avatar, figure out what your niche is, and work on it parallel to your other work. You have to keep hustling to make sure that you can pay your bills, but you also need to keep working on yourself and making yourself better and getting to a point where you can finally say, you know what, I am confident that if I was to leave my job, that my freelancing income would pay all my bills and I'd be good to go. So this advice is not to say, stop, define your niche, only work with those people within your niche, even though I have a niche where I like to work with agencies who handle the client sales process and all that stuff, I still get the occasional client that will come to me and I'll handle it from start to finish. I'm not going to say, no, I can't help you because you're not an agency. That's just stupid. But my focus is not necessarily there. My focus is on my niche. If something else comes along and it makes sense for me to do, well, that's just bonus. But you really need to put some time and thought into defining your niche. It's something you've heard probably before you listen to this podcast. So let me just say that chances are whoever you heard it from, whatever reasons they were telling you to define your niche, probably good and something you should do. Do it parallel to your current work so that you can continue making progress to get better and get to a place where you can say, listen, here's my two weeks and I'm making the jump into full-time freelancing. that helped out a little bit and maybe gives you a step in making your start into getting more serious about full-time freelancing or up in your freelance game and it gives you a step that you may not have thought of before. I brought this up in the intro and I know I said I was going to do it in the outro as well but we want to answer your questions. If you are a freelancer and you are struggling with something, you have questions about handling a particular subject or process when it comes to freelancing. Maybe you just want to sh- share a success that you had as a freelancer. I absolutely want to hear that stuff. I want to help you out, whether it be either personally via email, Skype, or answering a question on the show. So please make sure that you visit www.thefreelancepodcast.com click on the little email icon, send us your questions or your success story, 
We'd love to hear from you. If you want to, you can go directly to me. You can shoot me a personal email. My email is rj at rjmccollum.com. I'm here. I want to help. And at the end of the day, the whole point of this podcast is to help bring together a community of freelancers. Freelancing is becoming a very popular subject these days and a very popular alternative to the job market that's out there. And it can be difficult when you're starting to become a freelancer. There are so many different moving parts. And especially if you are uh, looking to leave your job to go into full-time freelancing, there's so many different things. I want this podcast to be some sort of a support system and an advice system and a learning system for you to be the best freelancer that you can be, as corny as that sounds. So... If you could do us a favor, we'd love your help in reaching more freelancers, and the best and easiest way for that to be done is to rate us in iTunes. If you can subscribe and give us a five-star rating in iTunes, that goes a long ways helping us reach more freelancers just like yourself. You don't even have to write anything. Click subscribe if you're not already subscribed, and five stars, boom, you're done. It's easy. I appreciate it a whole bunch. Thank you guys very much for listening to the show. Keep listening as we bring on more interviewers as well as topics that freelancers just like yourself. And until next time, keep being an awesome freelancer. Freelancer.